local music, and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's peanut butter and jams. It's Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's Brenda calling. Uh, sorry, Brenda on the radio. And my co-host is not here today. He got a new job. And we're very excited for him. Congratulations, Congra- Dirty. Congratulations. And so I've replaced him for tonight uh, with the lovely Kendra, who's been our correspondent many times. Hey, Brenda, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. By us, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> but Jordy's here in spirit. Um, I also got a new job. Congratulations. And that's a really exciting time, but it does mean that Jordy and I are going to have to find a new time slot uh, because of his job, not mine. Um, but uh, we may be off the air for a month or two Aww. until we find a new time. But I wanted to let all of you listeners and fans know that we will be back. We will find a new time and you will be listen able to hear about local food and local music very soon. Should we check the website to find out the new time? You should check the website, citr.ca. Well, I'll probably just like ask you directly, but other yeah. folks can check the website. Exactly. Okay. You can do that, and we would love for you to keep listening. We also have a Facebook page called Peanut Butter and Jams on Facebook, so you can join there, and then we post lots of the links of the places that we talk about on our Facebook page. Great. So, Kendra, what are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, we are going to talk about summertime boozy beverages. Uh, Last week was the Farmhouse Fest at the UBC Farm, which uh, features farmhouse-style sour beers. And we are going to interview a gentleman named Dan, who was at the festival and loves sour beer. Uh, We're also going to talk about cider. There's a really great um, cider place just outside of Victoria called Sea Cider. Uh, and there's also one on on Salt Spring Island that has only been around for about a year, year and a half. They're called Salt Spring Wild Cider. And we have visited both uh, as uh, as a research. Um, we took one for the team and went and visited the cider places. And we're going to talk about those. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. First, we're going to play some music. So we're going to start with a track off a new album that just came out by Jay Arner on Mint Records. And then we're going to play another Mint Records song, um, a band called Supermoon. These are both new albums that have come out in the last month. Um, the Jay Arner track is called Back to School. And then we'll be playing If You Say So by Superman, Supermoon off their new album called Playland.
Roller Derby is the epic, full-contact sport with 10 women skating at 30 kilometers an hour, and your favorite Terminal City Roller Girls season has started. They've got games on May 7th and 28th, and the semis are on June 18th. It's all wrapping up with the finals on July 9th, so come on out for the hits, the points, and the bruises, and cheer on your team. Check out tcrg.ca for times and locations. Discorder, that free magazine from CITR, has been documenting the best in music, arts, and culture since 1983. Let's see what one man of prestige has to say about Discorder. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg, and I fucks with Discorder magazine. How about that? <laughs> Smoke eat every day. Pick up a copy around Vancouver or f*** with Discorder online at discorder.ca.
We're back, um, and we have on the phone with us um, Dan Slonick. Dan, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to see you. So you were at the uh, the Farmhouse Fest at the UBC Farm last weekend. How was it? Uh, it was great. Uh, even with the rain going the whole time, everybody had a pretty awesome time. Cool. Was it well attended? Oh, I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't like packed with lineups, but there were a few breweries that managed to keep the lineup most of the time. Nice. So a good balance, not too not too pressed and packed with people. Yep. I, I've been at those festivals. They're a little bit like mayhem, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, I think the rain kind of melted out a little bit and made it a lot more pleasant and friendly. Cool. So are you a sour beer lover? Um, still getting into it. It's um, quite a shock to the taste buds when you try it for the first few times, but uh there's definitely a lot of them out there to try. Yeah, and um, you're getting into it. Yeah, definitely. It's still like the kind of the punch in the face every time you try it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it was a whole afternoon of punches in the face. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> See, our favorite was one of the skunkiest. So. <laughs> Which one was that? That was a uh, strange fellow's Ode Broom. It can't even see through it. It's thick and dark. But oh wow. Yeah, definitely funky and tasty. 
cool. Are they are, are they nearby? Are they local? Um, they're they Park. Local? Yeah. So go there once in a while. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of. Uh, can you tell us what a sour is, or should we should we inform our listeners? Um, I don't know the most about them, but definitely that the, there's two types. There's the uh, kettle, which is a fast track kind of process, and then I know there's the aged salad, but there were a lot of us Sunday, and those take quite a bit longer. In terms of the fermentation process? Yeah, they, they like to age them for a good portion, at least a few months, I believe, so they definitely have a lot of deeper flavor than what you getting with the most ales mm-hmm. and i think the word farmhouse comes from the belgian style of beer where they'd leave the the vats open and all these um all the bits of bacteria and yeast from the apple orchards would just float into the barrels mm-hmm. yeah it was actually out at um the one in abbotsford uh field house Oh, and, really? Uh, did they, they have do that? open-air cooling. Um, well, they, they leave it out for a little bit. They're not doing the full leaving it out for now, but they're using it for the cooling, so you still get a bit of the wildlife in there. The, the fresh air. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So were you able to chat with, with the different um, beer people and ask them questions, or was it kind of just like a, like a push you through and drink um, your beer and get out? <laughs> no, definitely there's a lot of questions and a lot of answers, and... Uh, you know, all, all the breweries are super friendly and knowledgeable and willing to share. Awesome. Um, yeah, especially, uh, well, we're quite frequent in the Port Moody uh, row there. So Yellow Dog, especially, and uh, Moody. It's nice to see everybody there and have a good time. How many breweries were there? Oh, wow. Uh, at least 20, I believe. Okay. Uh and what's it like to go to a beer festival at the farm? Was it outside, it was, inside? Well, uh, there was a lot of a lot of people with shelter, a lot of people in Gore-Tex, um, but it was a good mix. You know, Vancouver people aren't exactly shy about the rain, so <laughs> definitely true. was spread out, but uh, it was, it was uh, quite busy underneath the uh, shelter that they had. Mm-hmm. Were there food trucks or anything like that nearby? Oh, yeah. Um, they had a good selection, too. Some of the, if you go to the breweries pretty often, you'll recognize a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Flip Top is always one of our favorites. Nice. Um, I, I've noticed that there's a lot of different types of sour beers, so you get lots of, uh, lots of dark beers and then light beers and then fruit beers. Um, like, what, what were the flavors that showed up at this festival? Um, well, there's the... The, the ghosts, those are like salt and um, uh, usually like a herb, and those are really light colored and fun. And then all the way down, like the old brew, which is dark and cloudy, and definitely a, a lot of depth of flavor on those. Have you been to this festival before? No, I haven't. I was, I heard about it from people that went last year and heard great things so i decided to go myself great um and do you go to other beer festivals around i haven't been to too many but i'm looking forward to going to more yeah uh, definitely a good time this has uh, got piqued your interest oh for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a there's a sour beer like tasting or something there's other sour beer festivals in town aren't there during the year 
Brenda? I'm looking at you. Mm. Uh, I may have made that up. Yes. Well, I think the the last one I talked about was actually this one that was last summer. Oh, okay. That I really wanted to go to but didn't. And uh, but yeah, definitely a lot of the breweries around town are now have one or two soft sours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be kind of an emerging trend, or has emerged. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like fruity sweet beers, but I don't mind fruity sours. Mm. So it's a great yeah. way to get that. Like, yeah, the last time I went to Brassneck, I was like, "Where's your sour? I need your sour." <laughs> and and they yeah, said, "Well, there's no fruit in season right now, so we have to wait till we have more fruit so mm. we can make more sours." Yeah, that makes sense. So it's more of a summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dan, when you're not drinking sours, what kind of beer do you like? Uh, definitely a big fan of IPAs. Um, you know, wheat beers too, like saison and wits, or mm-hmm. a little. Nice break from the IPAs. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried uh, brewing yourself? Not yet. We've talked about it, and it's on the horizon, but we haven't fully committed to it yet. Mm-hmm. But definitely have a lot of uh, acquaintances in the breweries to ask questions and get some answers for sure. Nice. And were there any surprises at the festival? Um, not too many. Um, definitely a... Uh, Peril 49 had a one that I actually liked for once, so that was a big surprise for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still. Uh, it's. It still definitely kicks me in the mouth. Kind of a sour beer person, but Brenda's uh, seems to have embraced the sour beer kick in the mouth, and it's. it's uh, yeah, it seems like it's. Uh, it's the kind of thing that people who like the the IPAs and the and the wheat beers definitely kind of move more in that direction and the friends that that don't like those kinds of flavors are just kind of not about the sour beers at all yeah well it's kind of like the two groups of people the ones who want to get surprise and feel a full range of tastes and smells and some people who prefer a you know light fizzy beverage yeah um do you find it's easy to 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 order sour beers at, at like bars and stuff around town um, they're not too consistent, like, they're usually done really small batches from what I've noticed, so you have to pay close attention and find out, usually from the breweries, where they're going to be serving these small casks and when, and get there a good, good time, too, because uh, they do go quick. Mm-hmm. So your advice is, is to plan ahead and to be diligent. Yeah, and definitely um, keep an eye on the Twitter and Instagram, these awesome local breweries, and find out about all the cool little things you can try yeah they're little one-off casks and uh, some of them do really nice tasting pairings at pubs and bars and it's always fun what kind of uh what kind of pairings are good with sours um i find good question <laughs> definitely not an expert but um i'm Nothing too strong because they're really going to clash with a lot of things. There's a lot of flavor going on, a lot of aftertaste with them. So mm-hmm. usually try to keep them to themselves, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and cheese popcorn, not the right. <laughs> not no, the right that, thing. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what would I not want to eat with the sour? <laughs> yeah, right up there with chocolate. Yeah. Um, for the people just getting into sours like you, can you tell us what a good gateway sour would be for people who are really not enjoying it right now? Um, for me, it was the Brassneck um, Changeling. 
and um, Powell Street had the uh, Amarula Sour, and those were just not as big punch in the face as a lot of them, and definitely eased me into it. Great. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts about UBC um, or anything? Definitely, definitely check out Yellow Dog and uh, Four Winds if you have a chance. Those are two of my staples and awesome people working and running the place and support BC Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Support BC Beer. Great. Thanks, thanks Dan. Have a good one. Thank Cheers, you. Dan.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Sad. 
That was the song No Sleeping It Off from Marin Patnode and the Follow Through by Marin Patnode and the Follow Through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about Marin? Yeah, Marin, um, she just put out this record. Um, uh, she's in Vancouver right now. She's originally from, from Northern BC and uh, just has an amazing voice and um, also plays guitar and piano. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a really lovely record. I recommend you check it out. Mm-hmm. And before that, we played Orokogan. The song was called Move Off Her Crystallized EP. And then we actually forgot to mention the two songs before that. What were those songs, Brenda? Good question, Kendra. Uh, we played a song by Black Mountain from their new album, Florian Saucer Attack. And the album's called Four. And then we played the new Adrian Teacher and the Subs. The song was Emily Carr Punks from their album Terminal City. We were just so excited to talk about about Sours that we uh, we skipped those. We did. We were too busy. We were busy. Thinking about Sours. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about cider. Cider, yeah. The other really awesome drink to have in the hot summer, summertime, which may yet happen. So yeah, there's um, there's a couple of cider places um, in and around... Um, Vancouver Island and Salt Spring that we have been to recently. Um, in January, we were actually at, at a place called Salt Spring Wild Cider on Salt Spring Island. Um, and they, uh, I think I said before, they've only been around for a couple of years. And um, they make all of their apples from, uh, all of their cider from local apples. There's um, a ton of orchards on, on Salt Spring Island. There's something like 150 different kinds of apples that are grown there. And uh, I think they started out by just kind of going around to the various orchards and collecting a bunch of their extras, um, extra apples that were just kind of lying around and uh, have experimented with blending uh, with other kinds of of fruit. Um, So they have the the traditional kind of um, apple ciders, um, a dry and a semi-dry, which are are a bit more traditional. 
and then they also mix with with other fruits but they they want to try to kind of keep the the apple essence so it actually still tastes like cider and one of the one of the really cool ones that they have that i've tried is is a hopped apricot so it's got um, apricot juice as well as um, cascade hops so it's kind of more like a half a half of ice and beer it's really interesting did you do you remember having that one brenda no, that one wasn't there when we stopped by. Okay, I, I've been there a couple of times. Um, yeah, that one is really lovely. Um, they also have a wild berry and a pear. Um, and you can get, um, you can buy it now here in Vancouver. I've seen it at Spree Creek on Main Street. Yeah, I found it at the wine store at McDonald and Broadway. Oh, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was there, so they when we were there, mm-hmm. um, it was January and... They weren't having regular hours, and we had a friend of a friend who arranged a special visit for us, which was really, really nice of them. Um, But they had less stock because it was right at the end, right before they'd start production again, and they had the plum, which was really, really tasty. And I also bought a bottle of the dessert cider. Mm, Yeah, I have a bottle of that, too. I still have it uh, sitting on my counter. Mm -hmm. It needs to come out sometime soon. And as someone who's not a huge fan of, of... um, iced wine, dessert wine, the really sweet stuff. I found I really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit less syrupy. Mm-hmm. But still really nice dessert. Mm-hmm. It became my, uh, I finished another day of fun drive treat where I come <laughs> home and have a thimble of dessert Just cider. A and, yeah. A little goes a long way, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anyways, really, really nice stuff. Yeah. And great people there. They're just really kind and and chatty and opened up for us as a special thing um, um so yeah if you're on salt spring i definitely recommend that you go there it's just north of the town of ganges and uh but check i think during during regular tourist season they have pretty regular hours but um yeah you might want to just check first to make sure that they're open there's a sign out on the main road and part of their story was really romantic too in that the um apparently salt spring used to be covered in orchards when like a hundred years ago it was the orchard orchard the apple capital of something anyways but now there's very few orchards so a lot of what they were doing is just finding neglected trees producing Mm. fruit around the island Mm -hmm. and then asking people oh this stuff is on your yard but you're not paying attention to it or your yard is huge and there's these random apples can i just take them and give you back some cider so Mm -hmm. truly um wild trees and what they talk about on their website 100 year old apple trees mm, yeah 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 see they're they're trying to bring awareness i think back to the agricultural history on the island um while also making an amazing tasty beverage mm-hmm. and really using what's available that's mm-hmm. that's not being used yeah yeah really like it yeah those guys are great mm-hmm so yeah, another uh, place we went to just a couple of weeks ago um, is on Vancouver Island, um, just outside of Victoria, kind of on the way back to the ferry terminal, and it's called Sea Cider. Uh, and they uh, have been around a little bit longer um, and have a bit more of a formal setup. So they have a really large tasting room um, as well as a, a big patio. And they also offer uh, little light lunches. So uh, there was a group of four of us there and we got a few flights of of tasty ciders and also got um, an artisan lunch plate of, uh, you know, breads and meat and cheese and whatnot. But this beautiful view of a valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really cool place to just sit and hang out for a little while. Now, by flight, you know, when, when you think of flight, when I think of flight, I think of four little beer glasses <laughs> and a paddle thing. 
um, when you go here for a flight, you can get, get you can get a short flight or a long flight. And the long flight is twelve, right? Nine or twelve, yeah. Like they won't serve it to just one person. You have to say you're sharing it with somebody. Really? Yeah. So we shared because we like to try all the ciders. All of the ciders. But yeah, you basically have a whole tray that's just glasses. It feels like you're one of those people that that like licks your finger and makes like plays oh yeah you're Baba playing, you're black playing. sheep on like wine glasses you have that many there all filled with like little col- beautiful different colors of cider we should have tried that yeah we'll have to go back and play some song mm-hmm. some cider song so they had amazing like quite a variety of tastes and when we like just i just kept kendra would do hers in order and i just kept <laughs> tasting them all because they were all so different and then I couldn't figure out which ones I liked and then depending on which ones I tasted before that would impact how the next one tasted yeah, and yeah. it just became this crazy zigzag of ciders yeah yeah so everything from again traditional ones um, um, and then you know they'll have three or four that were kind of on the dry end but all have quite different flavors depending on you know the apples they use and whatnot um, and then some some more of the um, there was a fizzy one wasn't there feel like there was like a more fizzy one mm-hmm. um and then and then a selection of the more sweeter dessert ones which are again really good um but you a little goes a long way they had one that was uh bourbon oh yeah it was like in a it was it was something about um being aged in like bourbon caskets or something like that it was it was really interesting it had it had a really um distinct flavor i've never tasted a cider quite like that before Oh, it was called the Rum Runner. The Rum Runner, yeah. Yeah, crafted with homegrown heritage apples in rum-soaked bourbon rum, barrels exactly. for six months. Anyways, I really like that. It had this more, this darker, smokier flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely reminiscent of rum um, in a like a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were definitely ones I didn't like in the pile. Ones were sure, yeah. super too sweet, like cloyingly sweet or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, some are more fizzy and some are more of that crisp, straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one or two reminded me of um, of uh, a scrumpy, which is the, the what is that scrumpy? Yeah, the, you could do a whole show just about that. That's the traditional um, farmhouse cider from England, and I tried it when I was in Cornwall a couple of years ago, and it's really, really strong and fermenty, and it's it's an acquired taste. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's uh, it's it's kind of like the moonshine of cider. Um, so there were a couple from this place that sort of reminded me of that. Nice. Yeah, so this place is great. You can, um, uh, there's there's a special if you are a cyclist. So there's there was a whole group of cyclists. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who I think you get like a special deal on your flight if you if you come on your bike. Um, and uh, in, in June, apparently they offer slushies, cider slushies. Yum. That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool place. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite place to drink cider, Brenda? Well, I'm actually not a huge cider fan. I'm not an anti-cider person. Um, but I find Strongbow and all those other ones, they give you these really nasty cider burps that sound like, that smell like rotten apples. Hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, I really like the sea cider and I like the wild spring, wild spring wild salt spring wild salt spring wild cider and um one of the best ciders i've ever had was meridale's cider oh yeah and they're serving it at the cascade right now and they sometimes sell it at um the whip 
at Maine and Seventh. So it's it's great that they're I think it's uh, on the Sunshine Coast somewhere, but they're they're starting to sell it more around town, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then if you're if you really like the taste of traditional cider, you may not like the cider that I really like. Yeah, I mean that's the nice thing about about it kind of becoming more um, popular is um, there's a there's a huge variety. Uh, so you, so pretty much anybody can find something that they like. But it, for me, it tends to be like, okay, it's a super hot day. I'm sitting on a patio in the sun, and I want to have a cider. Mm-hmm. Those are the good times. Mm-hmm. Although I'm really getting into Rattlers. A, I'm a grapefruit person. I'm mm. also a sour person. I just want to drink sour things. Um, but the grapefruit, grapefruit pop was always my favorite. Mm. The Rattlers with grapefruit, fantastic. Those I'm all over good. that. Mm-hmm. It's croquet time, people. <laughs> Nothing like a rattler while you're playing a little croquet in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is that sunshine? <laughs> we, we should play croquet this weekend, Brenda. We should. Maybe we'll bring a rattler or two. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that was our summer drink session. <laughs> um, telling you about all the great new ciders and sours to taste this summer. Um, I think we'll play some more music. Uh, the next song is by a band called The Crackling. Uh, and the song is called Mary Magdalene. Someone set fire to the church
Well, that was a lovely show. It was lovely. It was. Yeah, so that was the Sumner Brothers from 
the album The Hell in Your Mind, the song It Wasn't All My Fault. And then before that, we played The Crackling, which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for our cider and sour beer conversation. My pleasure. Thanks mm-hmm. for all of you joining us. Maybe that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. I'm thanking everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. Kendra, our illustrious articulate interviewer, uh, who has also done many segments with us in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to remind you, we won't be back on the air in two weeks. Jordy and I will be finding another time slot, so stay tuned, and we hope you keep listening to our fabulous food and music conversations. Yay, peanut butter and jams. And now I'm going to play one of my favorite songs to close off, a Scott Painter by Apollo Ghosts. your mother don't you it's got your painting up a storm spraying walls and cutting forms saving for your trip to thailand coca not drink say okay That's right, Russians, Ruskies, Communists, Communists. Oh, now you remember. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Every Tuesday, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m., Rocket from Russia is aired on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, or CITR.ca, anywhere where internet is paid for. Thank you.